Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We just finished the book of Ruth and we're now beginning our study in the book of Esther. Ruth was the great-grandmother of a king. Esther is or will be in this chapter she'll become a queen but uh, let's listen to God's Word we're reading Esther chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 using the God's Word translation this time and the name of God is not mentioned at all in the book but his hand is evident throughout the chapter throughout the book but let's listen to God's Word in the days of Xerxes the following events took place This was the same Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces from India to Sudan. At the time when King Xerxes sat on the royal throne in the fortress of Susa, he held a banquet in the third year of his reign. The banquet was for all his officials and advisors, that is, the military officers of the Persians and Medes, the nobles and officials of the provinces who had access to him. He showed them the enormous wealth of his kingdom and the costly splendor of his greatness for many days, 180 to be exact. When those days were over, the king held a banquet lasting seven days. This banquet was held in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all people in the fortress of Susa, whatever their rank. Again, that's Esther chapter 1 verses 1 through 5 in the God's Word translation, which titles this, Queen Vashti Disobeys King Xerxes. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're in the book of Esther, looking at chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 in the God's Word translation. And let's listen to what the commentaries had to say. The story of Esther shows how um, a way was made by God for Esther to be crowned queen in order for her to be instrumental in the defeat of Haman's plot. And Haman's plot was heinous and hateful. And if you haven't heard the story or read the story, we will talk about that later on. So this is like it's going to be a plot twist. So stay tuned. But even before the plot was planned and laid out, we observe and admire the foresight and vast reaches of providence, God's will and his divine intervention. And remember, the name uh, God is not called in this book at all. But his hand 
His finger is seen throughout his divine providence. His, you know, his intervention is seen throughout. The Persian king, Ahasuerus, is um, also better known by his Greek name, Xerxes. And thank God I found the translation <laughs> that reads Xerxes. I don't have to try to pronounce Ahasuerus all the, you know, lots of times. But anyway, this Persian king reigned from 486 to 465 BC. He was the son of Darius I, who is mentioned in Ezra and Nehemiah. Prior to the events in this book, Xerxes had already had experience with the Jewish people. He is also mentioned in uh, Ezra chapter 4, verse 6, where a group of people complained to him about the building projects of the Jewish people who returned to Judah. And the story says that uh, 126, that uh, he had 126 provinces. And, and they from India to Africa is what some of the translation said. But for each of these provinces, there was a governor. And their responsibility was to collect the tributes owned, owed to the king and uh, to raise armies needed to defend and expand the empire. Susa became part of the Persian Empire when uh, Cyrus took Babylon and its provinces. The third year of uh, Xerxes' reign was probably sometime in 483 BC. For those who like history and want to remember these years, I like history, but that's a lot of years to try to remember. But anyway, when he um, found himself fixed in his throne, the pride of his heart rising with grandeur of his kingdom, he made a most extravagant feast, wherein he put himself uh, to vast expense to and trouble just to show off, to show off his riches and his glorious kingdom and the honor of his excellent majesty. And this is going to be important in the reading tomorrow to know, you know, why he's going to be upset because the queen doesn't participate. But anyway, he's showcasing himself, his riches, how uh, great he is, how grand he is. The uh, word banquet occurs about 20 times in this book, and the book is full of elaborate parties. The parties, uh, this first party lasts for six months, and while the Persians were known for extravagant celebrations and excess, uh, the excessive length may have been an exaggeration either for comic effect or as a critique of uh, uh, per, uh, Parisian's lifestyle. The length of the banquet, the roster of invitees, and the king's decision to display his wealth suggests this may have been a military planning session for Persia's invasion of Greece, which took place in 470 to 479 BC. So the first banquet was 100 and... Uh, 80 days or six months. The second banquet, another was made for all the people, both great and small, which lasted seven days. Some one day, some another, because no house could hold them. They were entertained in the court of the garden. So it's difficult to determine how many people 
would have attended such a banquet. But again, it was to just showcase the king's vast wealth and uh, lavishness. For seven days straight, he feeds, he provides wine for the general populace living closest to him without regard to their social standing. Let's pray. Father, we come before you with a word of thanks as we do on every occasion that we can. We thank you, Father, even as we look at the things around us that would make us have despair. We still give you thanks because we know, God, we thank you for divine intervention in our lives, even in situations in our lives that would cause us to lose our minds. Your grace and mercy holds us and keeps us steady. It gives us that sense of hope and not that sense of despair. Thank you for snatching us from despair and placing us in a place of hope where we can see your face, we can feel your care. We know that your arms of love are around us like that eagle protecting its young. We thank you, God, for that picture that you are you are always there, just like that mother eagle that keeps all predators away. We thank you that even, and not that the Christian life is perfect. We're not gonna say that. We're not even want anybody to think that our lives are perfect and without any cares. But God, we cast our cares on you because you care for us. Father, remove any negativity from our hearts. We refuse to let Satan have even a toehold in our lives because we have you as our God, as our Savior. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins and covers us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you again for your angels because again, we see their work as they they protect us. And we thank you for that. And we bless you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.